Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Dennis Botang. I'm your host, and welcome to Generational Maneuvers. Generational, relating to a particular generation or to the relationships between particular generations. Maneuvers, a movement or series of moves requiring skill and care. Your story may not look or sound like mine, but I know that you're in a place to share some gems that could inspire generations to come. Every move is towards the future. Make it count. Welcome to Generational Maneuvers, where I talk to dope people doing dope things and people who are changing the trajectory of their lives and the people around them. Ever since I was young, I've always just been intrigued with just people and their purposes, uh, people saying and believing in their dreams and actually making them come true. So the reason why I started Generational Maneuvers is because I wanted to sit down and find out about what it is that people really, really believed in, what their dreams were, why is it that some people make it happen? Some people have a harder journey or whatever the case may be. But either way, I'm so intrigued by the way people are able to change their situations, whether um, it's the people around them or even their families, like generations beyond them. So that is the reason why I named this Generational Maneuvers. So... A little bit about me. My name is Dennis Botang, as I said. I was born in Italy um, to Ghanaian parents. My parents are from West Africa and uh, lived there for 10 years of my life. I had the most amazing childhood. I mean, both parents working hard. Uh, I love going to school. I mean, just imagine growing up in a community where everybody knows you, everybody's looking out for you. And of course, when you do wrong, everybody checks you. Um, but it was just an amazing childhood. And of course, uh, being a black kid growing up in the middle of, <laughs> you know, Italy um, has its, you know, ups and downs as well. I had some encounters with people who were ignorant, um, but I always knew that I was different either way, whether people were kind to me or people just made sure that they let me know that I was different. And I've always known since I was younger that I was different. Um, but that never stopped me from dreaming. And um, after um, living in Italy um, for 10 years, my parents made the decision that they wanted to move to the United States. The reason being is because there weren't that many opportunities for um, black people or people of color um, in uh, Italy, at least the part we lived in. Um, the only other uh, opportunities or jobs that you had were either being a soccer player, if you were that great, or working in a factory, some of the leather factories, which is where my parents worked at. So they knew that that's not the future that they wanted for me or my brothers. So they decided to move us to the United States. When we moved here, I remember landing in Detroit and I'm just talking to my dad. I'm like, yo, we're in America? Where the tall buildings at? <laughs> and I remember my dad just looking at me, and he's like, you'll get to see them soon. And um, I remember, I, I think my mom told me um, that we traveled to the United States with maybe $400 or $500 or so. And I remember our flight stopping in Detroit, 
but we have to get to Indianapolis. And we're like, yo, where's the next flight that we're supposed to get on? And I believe it got canceled or it didn't get booked. I don't know. I don't remember. But hopped in a taxi. Somebody brought us all the way to Indianapolis. Mind you, I come to the United States. I ain't speak no English. But we had an amazing summer. I mean, from, you know, meeting my cousins and, you know, uh, playing in the neighborhood and all that good stuff. I remember I met a kid in the neighborhood named Darius. Darius lived next door to my great uncle, and he was just an amazing dude. He knew I didn't speak English, but that didn't push him away from me. Instead, he grew closer to me. You know, we played basketball together. That's one thing that we had in common. He loved Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe Bryant. And one thing that was really cool was, man, this dude would be always outside hooping and then have his radio and at the time, it was cool to be bumping some Bow Wow, you know, or some Mystical or Lil Wayne. And it, cash money was running that era. I'm telling you that in the year 2000. And I was just so intrigued by it, you know, because at the time, I'm like, yo, I, I just moved here. I need to learn about this culture that I'm moving into. And also, it was a culture shock. Imagine coming from a place where you were the only black person in most of your classrooms to... Man, everywhere you go, you see people that look like you, but are way cooler, right? So I remember Darius rocking his uh, Kobe Bryant jersey and rocking the do-rag because he had braids at the time. And I knew nothing about braids. I never really seen anybody with braids at the time. So I'm like, yo, I got to get that. I got to get that hairstyle. Psh, that was a negative. My mom didn't want me to get no cornrows. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, like I said, that summer was amazing. And then I got enrolled into school, sixth grade. Yo, let me tell y'all, that first day of school was uh, comical when I look back at it now. But back then, it was like traumatic. Like, I remember getting on the bus. First of all, let me rewind that real quick. Imagine coming from Italy and your fashion sense is way different. You know what I mean? Like, I was already into fashion, like I always wanted to be fresh. But man, my freshness was way different. I mean, I come to the United States, people rocking FUBU, Kuji. Um, I mean, dude, like, I mean, the Fat Albert t-shirts with FUBU, all that cool stuff, man. People rocking uh, Air Force Ones, all of that. Those were things that I had no knowledge about. And then also, not speaking the language, my pops was like, yo, we're going to watch these movies, and you're going to listen to Biggie and Pop, and you're going to learn English. So shout out to my, uh, to my pops, because honestly, the coolest African on this planet to even say, give his kids, like, yo, listen to Biggie and Pop, and then we're going to watch Juice. And one of my favorite movies was always Coming to America. Uh, so anything that I could get my hands on that um, – has some type of flair, lifestyle, and culture in it, I was listening to to be able to pick up the English language. But first day of school, my mom dresses me. I'm wearing uh, a polo Ralph Lauren shirt that uh, it was polo sport that my cousin gave me. My mom, of course, she, she laced me with some uh, Armani shorts and these green socks, and then I had these super dope sneakers. Man. I thought I was the freshest dude on the block. I'm telling you, like, confidence on a thousand. Like, I was ready for school. 
I was like, look, I'm going to be the coolest thing walking through them doors. Man, bus stop, first time riding a bus because there was no buses for school in Italy. I was always walking to school. And I get on the bus, of course, as you know, the rules, cool kids in the back, semi-cool kids in the middle, and then not-so-cool kids right now in the front. Um, And, yo, as soon as I got on that bus, all I hear is, yo, you look like a clown. I'm like, yo, everybody on that bus started rolling. So, you know, I took that punch to the chin. But experiencing that just, like, gave me this fire that I was like, yo, I really, really got to get on top of things. But I was so also so intrigued by everyone and their lifestyle, the way they spoke, all of that. So it really, really pushed me. And once again, too, um, just to go a little deeper into my family history, it's like I come from a family where, like, we're really, really close-knit, especially our immediate family. You know, like, I didn't grow up with having cousins around um, all the time and all of that. So, you know, we, we, hey, we all we got, you know what I'm saying? So it was just one of those things where we stuck together, did a lot of things together, and uh, we just a unit. But I say that to say that (laughs) I didn't have my parents at school when I was going through those things, but I had to learn really quick. And also, too, the the, uh, cultural barriers were there. But once again, always intrigued by these beautiful people who are my people too. So as I grew, lived in these different neighborhoods and all this and that, it was a lot that I had to learn, a lot that I had to pick up on to just kind of make sure that I held my own. And as many of you probably know me that are listening to this podcast, you know that, man, Dennis was known for roasting people. (laughs) I had to learn how to roast people because I kept getting suspended when I first moved to the United States, because I ain't speak no English, people would try to pick on me and uh, bully me. So, yo, I was throwing them hands whenever I could. Um, but then, you know, my parents got tired of me getting suspended. And they was like, look, you're going to have to find a different solution. So I learned the, the, the language really quick. And, yo, you talk about me, I'm talking about you, too. And I'm not letting up. I don't care if you're fresher than me. That's how it went. So (laughs) shout out to all the people who roasted me or coached me in roasting um, because you made me great. But um, just to fast forward a little bit, um, you know, everything that I've gone through from from middle school, even in high school, like, I mean, has shown me so much about just people in general. Um, And one thing that I learned is that Everybody has a purpose, you know, uh, from Darius, who I met, who was such a cool dude, um, to anybody that I encountered, was that everybody has a purpose. And as I went to college and, and learned so much, I'm just like started realizing that everybody has a purpose, but a lot of people don't have access to the information to unlock that purpose. And... Um, you know, I was one of those people, but I was curious enough to ask questions. There was a lot of times that I just realized, I was like, yo, why am I being kept from knowing what I need to know to get where I need to get to? And it's just the way of, you know, people's ignorance. But that stops now, you know. Um, I was 
you know, blessed enough to be able to have an opportunity to intern at CBS Sports 1430 in Indianapolis after graduating from Butler University and um, was producing shows and all that good stuff. And then when I graduated college, um, I moved to Richmond, Virginia. Shout out to RVA. That is a place where I truly um, found my creativity like no other. So many beautiful people out there. And, um, man, RVA is home. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Indianapolis is where I, where I grew up. Um, Italy is where I was born. But, man, RVA is home as well, uh, just like Naptown is. And uh, RVA truly, um, man, it, it nurtured my creativity like no other. But that's where I got my job working at ESPN. So I was working at ESPN Radio. I was able to produce sports shows there, too. And I remember my manager um, just talking about, you know, um, spicing up the content. And I remember just like, yo, podcasts were really coming out of nowhere. I was listening to podcasts and I was always interested in it because I remember in college, I kept getting compliments from professors like, yo, you have an amazing voice. Like you need to do something with the voice. Mind you, you got this kid who knows nothing about professions like all I knew I wanted to do was I wanted to go to the NFL which didn't happen (laughs) but I was like yeah I want to be a sports agent that's what I want to do I wanted to be a sports agent and um, I didn't know that I could utilize my voice Um, at least for them it was utilizing my voice to make money but for me I'm understanding now that I'm utilizing my voice for purpose as well. And I think that is very important. Um, it is a generational maneuver, right? Um, but, you know, worked, worked at ESPN and I remember um, telling my manager like, yo, can I use this? Can I use a studio to, to record a podcast? And he was like, yo, feel free. Like you work here, you're an employee here. Like do whatever it is that you need to do. Like you have access, you got keys to the studio, pop in whenever. And that's where I started my podcast, Top 5 Podcast with Dennis Botang. That was my first one that I did when I didn't even know what I was doing. And, but it was so fun. You know, I was able to record with the homies. I was able to interview amazing people. Shout out to everybody who gave me an opportunity to be able to interview them with the Top 5 Podcast. Um, shout out to the homies in Richmond, uh, you know, who came through the studios, we was just joking around, recording, talking about music, talking about sports, culture, sneakers, all of that. Because all these moments led up to where I'm at now, you know. Um, I had given up on the podcast space for a little bit just because I wasn't sure, I wasn't being fulfilled with what I was doing with Top 5. And I kind of got lost in the sauce a little bit. You know, I was chasing these uh, dreams of having jobs and and all of that. But moving to LA just kind of, you know, it woke me up. You know, I was applying to jobs everywhere, wasn't getting opportunities, while at the same time getting amazing opportunities doing freelance projects that really gave me that vision and that glimpse into, yo, you gotta do your own thing. I met some beautiful people, I got burnt sometimes, you know what I'm saying, on certain jobs and certain opportunities. But once again, took it all to the chin because it made me a better, a better person. It gave me amazing experience. 
And now I'm right here in front of you with my own podcast again. Um, and it was just amazing, you know, uh, and it pushed me to have an entrepreneurial mindset um, where I've been able to just work with amazing people. And this time around, it came to me that I was like, yo, I look at where I've been able to get to off of just working with people, building dope relationships and believing in myself and having people around me who believe in me. My wife, you know what I mean? Shout out to my wife, Danielle. She's an amazing person, but amazing friends, my parents, um, who have just said like, yeah, you can do it. It's just a matter of, are you gonna do it or not? And I kept being asked too, like, yo, when, when you dropping a podcast, when is, when is it coming back? And this time I'm coming back stronger. I'm coming back seasoned. I'm coming back with wisdom. But I'm also coming back with a mission, which is to inform people and to also teach people and share people while also learning from the people that I'm going to have on here. And I hope that as I'm sharing my story bit by bit with you today, that you're learning from me as well. Um, you know, if I sat here and give you my whole life story, you'd probably be here for hours. But I think that I just wanted to kind of share a little bit about my background and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, but I say that to say that moving and, and being in uncomfortable um, situations and environments really pushed me to be able to start something of my own. But something on my own that I'm sharing with everybody else that is of value to everybody else while also building an amazing community, right? I feel like community is the best form of unity, literally. It's in the word. And I feel like you know, um, certain beautiful things can really happen with amazing and beautiful um, impact. But, um, you know, um, I wanted to touch on that. But going back, <laughs> you know, being here and, and finally realizing, like, yo, it's time for me to really start this podcast was, was a beautiful moment. And I wanted to call it Generational Maneuvers because I wanted to have people here with me talk about what they do, their journey. I want to talk to people about their origin stories or the foundation of their families that pushed them to get where they're at today or even lack thereof family, which pushed them to build something of their own with, with or looking for the future with their families. I, I think people's stories are so beautiful and sometimes we need to take more time to hear people's stories to actually find the beauty in their purpose. And I'm willing to do that. Generational Maneuvers is here to do that. While also learning, as I've said. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm not gonna hold y'all, but I'm, I'm, I'm just happy and that you're listening to me right now. I think that as uh, the podcast continues to grow, uh, you'll find that I'm really good at this. <laughs> and I think that you guys will be great listeners as well. But I want you to tap in with me for real. I want you guys to take advantage of um, tapping in with my platforms. If you, if you know me and follow me on Instagram, let me know what you think about these episodes. Like, tell me who you would like for me to interview. Let me know if you want to be on the platform. And we can work that out. Because like I said, I think that people have beautiful stories. I think that people have a lot of information that they can share that could change my life. 
and they can change your life, uh, your life as well. So here I am, you know, with generational maneuvers, an immigrant who moved here speaking no English, went through a lot, but is building something even more that's going to be super duper, uh, super duper impactful. And I'm just excited, y'all. Like, the energy will be had. Like, I'm coming with all types of energy. Right now, I know you probably hear me on my smooth, um, very white voice. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's just my voice. I'm not trying to do nothing. Pause, you know what I'm saying? So, But all I'm saying is um, that I'm here to let you guys know a little bit about me. And I will continue to share a bit more about me as time goes on. But I'm not the focus of this podcast. I'm not uh, the focus of generational maneuvers, even though I will be sharing some of my generational maneuvers. The focus will be on the stories and the information that will be shared. So, guys, with all that being said, thank you so much. I am Dennis Botang, your host of Generational Maneuvers, and thank you for listening. And I really, really, really look forward to you guys being part of the Generational Maneuvers community. Please make sure you tap in with me. And guys, peace. Have a great one.